Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. World Health Organization now has officially, officially declared COVID-19 a pandemic. Downplaying it, being overly dismissive, or spreading misinformation is only going to hurt us and further advantage the spread of the disease. But neither should we panic or fall back on xenophobia. Labeling COVID-19 a foreign virus does not displace accountability for the misjudgments that have been taken thus far by the Trump administration. Well, oh, no. that whole argument, okay. Okay, no, it, it doesn't, uh, and, and it won't. Republicans, Democrats, we're expecting our government to perform, and we're going to hold them to account. I don't care how, how you swing or uh, politically or who you vote for. On the other hand, to absolutely identify China and the communist Chinese as the source of the this uh, contagion, and one of the reasons for its severity is because the communists were acting like communists. Uh, as Chernobyl pointed out in a hundred other episodes, they are about protecting the Communist Party, even if it kills millions. 
And so, yeah, that's a, the, the Chinese aspect of it is a huge part of it. Hey, we've got uh, breaking news. on Maybe you already saw this because oh you were planning to go to the Masters. But according to CBS, it's breaking that they are going to postpone the Masters or reschedule or what do they? What does it say? Considering the latest information, expert analysis, we've decided at this time to postpone the Masters. Okay. It's a postponement unlike any other. <laughs> The Masters. And you were going to go, which really sucks. It was a once-in-a-lifetime treat. Unbelievable. Well, there's going to be a lot of that sort of thing happening to people. Weddings, big vacations that you had planned and, and you've already yeah, paid for. Yeah, but that's for. them, not me. <laughs> that's the difference there. Um, uh, my dad, who is uh, still in, in wonderful health given his age, he's, um, he's pushing 80. He was getting a little nervous about traveling back and forth across the country and being in huge crowds. Sure. Um, particularly because he's my mom's uh, number one caregiver. Um, so I think he's probably a little relieved because he didn't want to back out because we were all so excited about it. But, yeah, yeah, we're all going to be having to deal with this stuff. It's just the ups and downs of life, and, and I'm hoping when uh, when it happens I can go. But I know. What are I, was, you do? I was thinking about uh, traveling to – got to call my mom and dad, thinking about traveling to see my mom and dad. And my, my dad is uh, into his 80s, and my mom is getting there, and – uh, do I take the kids on a plane through an airport and all that in the car rental place and drive and take whatever we came across to my elderly parents? Mm-hmm. Probably not be recommended. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Uh, so anyway, back to the xenophobia discussion. Uh, you know, part of it. Chinese flu. You're talking about the Chinese flu? Because that's I'm either going to call it. I got to come up with a name because I call it the Chinese flu, the commie flu. I like the Wuhan flu, Chinese communist flu. But I'm all for labeling it where it came from. I'm I'm fully on board with that. And I think part of the whole we can't fall back on xenophobia is is rallying the troops and and trying to to communicate this ridiculous message that conservatives or anybody with uh, who wants uh, immigration law to be enforced or mistrusts the brutal Chinese communist regime is somehow a xenophobe and a racist. Well, it's ridiculous. Well, as Biden said there, he thinks that the Trump administration trying to make it seem like it's something that happened to us and it excuses your reaction. I don't uh, when I say Chinese flu, it originated in China. How we China. React, how we reacted to it once it got here is completely separate. That's its own judgment and valuation, but it started with the freaking communist Chinese. Right. Well, and Trump voters know that. And if the administration fails, they'll be held to account. Sure. Absolutely. Calling it the Chinese flu does not have anything to do with that. And, in fact, uh, Dr. Fauci, who's the head of communicable diseases there at the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, um, has been talking about uh, the travel bans, et cetera. I believe we have that tape, Sean. Infections. Do you think the travel ban has helped for this? I, I think it absolutely has. I believe if we did not do that with China early on. What about with Europe? When what, well, a lot of all right. Well, I think that was a prudent choice. We spent a lot of time thinking about it, discussing it, about whether we should do it. And it was the right public health call. And here's the numerical reason why. If you look back early on, Chinese travelers who were infected seeded not only the United States, but countries in Europe, including Italy. If you look today at the majority of cases that are new cases, not old ones, new cases throughout the world, the majority of them are from Europe, Europe to other countries. If you look in the United States, at states that have new cases, the majority of them are coming from that region. It was based on that 
that the travel restriction was suggested and accepted. That can't be. That can't be. It can't be just based on we're looking at the world map and figuring out where they're coming from. No, it's got to be some sort of weird racism Trump thing. Noted racist and xenophobe Dr. Anthony Fauci, they're the leading virologist on Earth. I, you know, it's tragic, and again, this goes right back to the socialist, communist Chinese regime. Once you grant the government complete control, or more control, they never, ever give it back. But if they had been utterly honest and transparent from the beginning, and we and the Europeans and whoever had the balls to say, nobody comes here from China. Except citizens, and then we're going to screen and be careful. If that had happened almost immediately or as soon as was possible, it could have saved thousands and thousands of lives. What what the administration did was absolutely correct. And anybody portraying it as xenophobia and racism in some sort of knee-jerk, dishonest partisanship, I'd like to swab you with the coronavirus yourself. It's Luckily, to- I don't have the power to do that because that would be bizarre and indefensible, but I'd like to. It's weird that this has become a thing. So Tucker's been playing this montage on his show on Fox of uh, a lot of your MSNBC, CNN hosts referring to it as the Wuhan flu a month ago. Right. Uh, Now it's become a racist thing to say. Wuhan flu, Wuhan flu, Wuhan flu. I'm going to say it all the time. The Chinese government is the one promoting that point of view. Right. That it's racism. That is their propaganda. Being repeated by our news networks. Thank you, fellas. God, you soft-headed dumbasses. I'm sorry, folks. You don't need that sort of strong language. No, but, that's it. But seriously, how do you not hear that? How harden, do you not know that? Harden your heads. D- d- yeah, harden you your heads, heads, you soft heads. Get a helmet. A couple of coronavirus-related crimes to discuss. Um, uh, troubling, troubling stuff. You'll want to protect yourself. Um, plus, we have various scams that are going around. This is practical, hard-hitting information uh, in the next segment. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and uh, some other news. We did bomb uh, the people that bombed us in our in Iraq. Yeah, killed a couple of our fellows in a Brit. This would be a giant story if it weren't for the commie flu because, well, we're pushing back once again, and they killed some Americans, and we'd be there'd be talk of brink of war, but... There's another big story going on. We just don't talk about it. I They're guess. Iranian-backed militias, too. It's absolutely the the evil, diseased hand of Iran killing our guys. Uh, and as usual, as we were doing yesterday, and it was pretty entertaining, what's your commie uh, flu reality? Whether it's there's no toilet paper at your local store or your school is closed or whatever, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty Show. This Sunday will be the first one-on-one debate between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, and it's going to be a little different than the previous debates. Due to concerns about coronavirus, there will be no live audience in attendance, which begs the philosophical question, if Joe Biden makes a horrible gaffe and no one's there to hear it... Does it still make you cringe? 
I'm still um, interested in that the lefty media is beating up on who's likely going to be their candidate running against Trump it's, for either his mental capacity or his uh, speaking ability or whatever. It's just too obvious to ignore, I think. Huh. Well, in Bernie, it's become infinitely clear it's going to go at the old man hard on Sunday. There's going to be some negotiating between now and then, I assume. Yeah, but how do you negotiate with a... a you can't. A, ...with a, a communist that doesn't give a damn about the party? Bernard Sanders. He's he, not a communist. He thinks he's not, but, you know, his his road leads to it. He has, to his credit, believed the same thing his entire life, so... <laughs> He's not a finger in the wind. That's a hell of a defense for, you know, his philosophy. Hell um, of a defense. Uh, I wanted to hit this just because it happened and it's not getting much attention. U.S. warplanes struck five targets in southern Iraq last night, hitting back at an Iraqi militia with ties to Iran. We blasted the bejesus out of them, us and the Brits. Good. Involved together because they killed two Americans and a British soldier the day before. This would be a huge story. If it weren't for the coronavirus. Right. And there would probably be, you know, the narrative that Trump's belligerent and is going to get us into World War Three. But uh, the only disappointment I heard, and uh, this may or may not be true, is that it was a proportional response. Let's make it disproportionate. Let's make it so terrifying nobody ever does it again. But we'll see. Iran, well, if there's any leadership in Iran left to scare, oh, yeah. dropping like flies. Uh, Sean gave me a story. There's some satellite footage that makes it look like they're burying lots and lots of bodies there in Iran. Durr. I wonder. They're the kind of government that lies about things also. So. Exactly. A couple of coronavirus-related crimes you probably need to hear about. Number one, a uh, young man was uh, busted and disciplined for selling squirts of hand sanitizer to his classmates in school. <laughs> he was suspended so for selling squirt. squirts. Yep, One squirt's a dollar. All in all, he made over $11 from his little grift after selling each squirt for, uh, well, it's it was in the U.K., and it was the U.S. equivalent of $0.64. Cents. Um, he used the uh, proceeds to buy a bag of Doritos. And was thinking of picking up a sandwich for lunch. <laughs> but he was suspended for that. Oh, my gosh. Hire that kid. What is he, 11 years old? Doesn't matter. Hire him. Uh, and then this. This is one of your more odd crimes, although I think it can be explained. Florida man arrested for stealing a roll of toilet paper from his neighbor's pickup truck. Police allege that Safraz Shakur, age 25, burglarized his neighbor's pickup. He was recorded on one of them uh, doorbell video surveillance cameras, swiping a, a roll of toilet paper from a six-pack of, 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 like, the cheapest toilet paper around. It's some sort of recycled God, sandpaper I, toilet paper. I hate cheap toilet paper. But listen, dude... Stole only one roll out of a six-pack. You shouldn't be, you know, stealing from your neighbor's cars. But at least he just took what he needed. Yeah, exactly. And I'm guessing he needed it because everybody sold out a TP. Um, the guy if your neighbor who, has, pardon the expression, a buttload of toilet paper, mm, um, maybe you take some. It's just the right amount. Um, this guy who looks disconcertingly like the Geico caveman. 
And I mean exactly like the Geico caveman. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, it, it just uh, stole a single role. He's uh, arrested on a felony burglary charge and booked into county jail on a $5,000 bond. I have, uh, cheap <clears throat> toilet paper is the worst. I've always thought wherever I work, take an extra dollar out of my check a month. Because that's about all the extra money you would need to buy something that's humane. Jack, this stuff sells for a buck a six-pack oh at that's... Dollar General. God, you get into it's a... not good enough to do what you're going to do with it. Well, no, you get into a public restroom and you, it's like what this won't do what it's supposed to do, like Joe said, and it's it's painful. It's like a punishment, right? Right. What am I in a Turkish prison here? <laughs> and then finally, this, this is a meme going around that I like. It's a stick figure. This is Bob. Bob is not panicking. Bob listens to scientists instead of the news media. Bob is not buying items in bulk. Bob washes his hands all year long because he's not gross and knows basic hygiene. <laughs> Be like Bob. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Way to go, Bob. So, uh, but top- I, my hands have never been cleaner, man. Yeah. I'm washing them like a fiend. There are all kinds of scams going on. Uh, well, there are always scams going on, and whenever there's a crisis, there's more scams going on, and a lot of it is fake medicine, and Amazon took down a million products that had false claims and that sort of stuff. But here's the most likely thing you're going to fall for. This is the sort of thing I could fall for if I was kind of in a hurry and not paying attention. It's your typical phishing emails, but they're pretty clever. They come at you as, uh, you know, it looks like, School information, click Mm. here to see if your school is going to be closed next week, that sort of stuff. Something from the WHO, here are the things you need to know in your area for blank, how many cases are in your area, or where do you go to get toilet paper, a variety of things that you you could easily see you're running through, oh good, and click on it. And you're out of luck. Oh yeah, is my school going to be closed? And it's not. How handy, they've sent me the link. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't click on it. So that's the most common scam that's going on out there, and the government is warning us all about it. I'm glad they reminded me, because I could could have easily fallen for that. Oh, and the Russian bots are uh, on the move as well, trying to spread misinformation, disinformation, make us hate each other. Uh, Not only coronavirus related, but... I hated everybody before. One of their... uh, Well, it makes you immune. You have immunity. Um, uh, One of their big projects is targeting black Americans... And trying to whip up hatred of white people or just anger or the rest of it. That's one of Putin's favorite things to do. Um, and, and he obviously, he's involved in promoting a lot of the most dangerously wackadoo uh, philosophies you're hearing on college campuses. Your, your critical race theory and your intersectional nonsense and the rest of it. He absolutely loves that stuff because it divides people into groups and makes them hate each other. Um, and, and, you know, you want the results of that. Well, I could point you to about 35 countries around the world where people slay each other. They slay their neighbors because they're one sect of this or that or the other or slightly differently uh, colored. Uh, so don't, don't fall into that. For goodness sakes, resist that stuff. Um, last night I was at a a thing where there were people and they were talking about, uh, we got to wipe everything down. We're done and everything in this room and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you really focus on it and I, some, I know some of you germaphobes do this your whole life, but I don't, but if you really focus on what you're touching and whatnot, it's, it's pretty difficult to do. You can clean this off and do everything. And then you grab something, you think, oh, geez, I just wasted completely my time or I just grabbed my phone, which I hadn't wiped off. After I washed my hands and everything, and I touched it with my old dirty hands. Just, it's and, and almost as if you have a germ bank, you know? 
let me deposit these germs on my phone. Now I'll wash my hands and then grab my phone. Yeah, exactly. And make a withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. grab the steering wheel of your car, which you had grabbed after you did something else. And Oh, I heard something really interesting from uh, Dr. Fauci. Uh, he said the 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 best defense is the the uh, hairs in your offense. no no uh, <laughs> always true no that even that sport has been called off uh, the best defense is the hairs in your nose but they have to be moist to work so drink plenty of fluids have moist hairs in your nose is his recommendation your nose hairs they're your best friend did not know that. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we, we keep making progress. We haven't, we haven't forgotten how to make progress in this country, and we haven't lost interest in making progress, and that will benefit to varying degrees all kinds of people, including around the world. But there will be interruptions, and I don't know when they will occur, and I don't know how deep they will occur. I do know they will occur from time to time, and I also know that we'll come out better on the other end. So it doesn't sound like you're selling airline stocks today. <laughs> I won't be selling airline stocks. <laughs> Born Buffett and his long-term thinking. We got no time for that. Why would you sell low and lock in your losses? Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, uh, I talked to a guy yesterday who was buying uh, Princess Cruise ships. They're probably not going away. Their stock is in the toilet. Literally buying the ships? Because that would be cool. Think of the parties you could have. <laughs> I think you could for like $125. <laughs> but uh, the stock, they're probably yeah. not going to go away. And uh, it, it's as low as it's going to get for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, it was the worst day in the stock market in over three decades yesterday. And it pointed out in the dispatch this morning, that's with, that is in the middle of an announcement yesterday that the Federal Reserve was going to inject $1.5 trillion of liquidity into the market. That was a stop the bleeding movement by the government. Yes. And it was still the worst day in 30 some years. What would the day have looked like without that? Who knows? Uh, the, the hardcore uh, circuit breakers probably would have kicked in. I suppose. Where they just shut her down. Y'all go home. Quit selling. Ah, <laughs> uh, hmm. So this Dr. Scott Gottlieb, we were uh, talking about him early in the week because he was on Face the Nation last Sunday, and he was the first person, actually the only person I've seen say, we need to look at closing down cities or maybe states. What mayor or governor is going to have the guts to be the first to close down the economy of a city? Really? Is that, is that It hasn't happened yet. I don't know if that's the next shoe to drop after we start closing schools but anyway he's out tweeting today and he says basically that we've lost the chance to have an outcome like south korea but we can still do everything to uh, to avoid an outcome like italy where they are actually saying we can't help you you're on the 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 old the older crew you're just on your own you're gonna have to die over there we don't have enough everything for you we're gonna take care of these younger people some people they're just sending home you got it you're in bad shape but we're full so yeah, go home and good luck with that. Yeah, um, so we're trying to avoid that. But he was tweeting today: businesses leading the way on mitigation and social distancing, filling a void left by policymakers. Shutting down NBA games is not enough, though. This must be practiced in places large and small. Small gatherings, parties, all should be postponed for the next month or two. I don't, I don't know anybody that's reacting that way at this point. Um, 
Social separation works in another tweet. Every day we delay hard decisions. Every day leaders don't demand collective collective action. The depth of the epidemic will be larger. We must act now. We have a narrow window. Um, you know, I have a fair amount of sympathy for his view, but the guy seems pretty enthusiastic about taking control of society and outlawing this and forbidding that and the rest of it. Small parties? Like my son is going to, his birthday was last weekend, but his, his buddies had Little League. So we're going to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I was going to take a, 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 a giant Ford Expedition load of them to the Laser X bowling alley place, which is still open. That's a gathering of people. It's a pretty large place. There's probably going to be 90 people in there. Mm-hmm. Is that something I shouldn't be doing? I don't know. According to Gottlieb, I shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Yeah, he would say absolutely not. Mm. I don't know. I suppose I'd ask the moms, are you okay with this? Yeah. Well, you may get a sense of that as you know the invitations uh, go out. But, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have little kids anymore, so. Uh, I was going to take him down to the train station and uh, lick the seats. So well, that was our a, plan anyway. That's a great outing. Great father-son outing. Um, <laughs> we got this fun doorknob licking game we do. Oh, who can, what is it? Who can lick the most or the fastest? Or, well, there are different variations, obviously. Kids are so creative. You know, sitting here with grown kids, I would say, no, you, you cancel that. You can't do that. On the other hand... Canceling something a kid really, really, really oh. wants to do is not oh. without its repercussions. It'd be devastating for every kid involved. Right. Right. Doesn't mean, you know, you don't do it if it's a good idea, but I need to figure that out. So, listen, we heard this uh, study. We all heard the study, didn't we? That the, the virus can uh, last for three days on stainless steel and plastic and float through the air for hours and that then sounds, you and the rest of it. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it does, and it's misreported as usual. Oh, my gosh. The next science story, the news media reports correctly will be the first one well are you going to get clicks on your story by saying this is something isn't a big deal or are you going to get so clicks? right this whole reasonable thing of ours we're committing career suicide yep uh, what what whose idea was this i don't know uh, quickly can we stop i agree we're all gonna die so listen number one uh those that uh, experiment at i was it princeton it's one of your fancy pants universities, all proud of themselves. Um, it was in lab conditions, and uh, none of us live in lab conditions. Um, there are all sorts of environmental factors that kill virus or make it live sh- a shorter time. I guess that's killing it, um, including uh, humidity and sunlight and, and all sorts of different things. Uh, secondly, and uh, I heard one eminent uh, epidemiologist talking about this, that v- virus... Certain viruses, they don't have to be dead. They might just be so weak, they can't do you any harm anyway. And a significant portion of that time where they're alive, they're so weak, they can't hurt you. So so the commie cough probably can't hang around on a doorknob for three days? I would not go around licking them, as you proposed, uh, but it's it's not quite as terrifying as the news media had you thinking for about 24 hours. Uh, you know, just be smart, wash your hands, et cetera, et cetera. Finally, some good news on the pinko pox. Somebody sent me a long list of these. So. Oh, 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 totally, totally different topic in a minute. Um, one of the most unbelievable arguments in favor of the Second Amendment I've ever heard. Pro-Second Amendment argument. You're going to remember this one for the rest of your life, I promise. Does it involve shooting the coronavirus? <laughs> that, that doesn't seem like it's going to work. You know, that's not appropriate, Sean. I'm going to ask you to pipe down. 
Not funny, not appropriate. You child. You child. (laughs) Speaking of protecting yourself and protecting your home, Simply Safe is award-winning protection for your home. It's won all sorts of awards. It doesn't cost a small fortune, and you don't have a long contract with some company. You should really try this. Free shipping, 60-day risk-free trial for something that you can install in 30 minutes to an hour. You do it yourself. There are no trade-offs in safety. Nope. Um, you still got the entry motion glass break sensors and that sort of stuff, cameras and doorbell alerts. But you can install it in maybe an hour, 50 cents a day, no contract. You can see so you can get out of it whenever you want. And again, a 60-day risk-free trial. So now you got safety at your home. Yeah, it works very much like the traditional systems. It's just a way better idea. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong today. Get that free shipping, 60-day risk-free trial. It's simply with two eyes. There's an eye at the end. It's revolutionary. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for the info. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So this is a meme going around? A meme? A meme? Mame? A th- thingamajigger on the internet that people are sending around. It's uh, it's there's a visual, there's Bernie bellowing and gesturing as he so often does, and and he's saying healthcare is a right and the government should pay for it. Then there's another picture, um, guns are a right. Should the government pay for them too? If if it's a right, and other people should pay for it, so everybody always has it, and you could never. Not be able to exercise that right for lack of money. Shouldn't we have federally subsidized firearms for poor families? trying to come up with a flaw in that, the logical flaw, and it's not popping into my head. Uh, If there is one, feel free to point it out, because I would hate to be spouting nonsense. (laughs) Well, yeah. It's not immediately clear to me. I I didn't think that was the direction you're going, because there's a lot of this. um, There are some people making the argument, this is why we need government health care. Because it's so it's the I don't think the government handled this well, so we need government health care. I guess clearly I guess the assumption is, well, if the government controlled all health care, it wouldn't be done like this. This is only happening because Trump's president, I guess, and uh, in in their world and all other people involved with government. When Trump's gone, would handle it very well. Exactly. Our guys, would just they would knock it out of the park. I don't know where you come up with this. I'm, I'm amazed by people, and I realize half the country thinks this. I'm amazed by people whose ex- life experiences make them think that people in government are going to do a great job on everything. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know what, what your life experience was that was different than mine, whether it's the DMV or decisions at high levels of schools or whatever right. that makes you think this. You know, one failing of America, and I'm not sure exactly where to place the blame, because I have no desire to score any sort of partisan points. I just want to understand what's happening, is the whole lack of our testing kits that we don't. And and listen, the president stepped in it. He said, oh, we have lots of tests. Is anybody who wants them? They're beautiful tests. No, we don't. He was wrong. Um, and we're having a lot of trouble develop, developing them quickly enough. And there was a mistake made by the CDC. Now, those are mostly career bureaucrats who've worked there for years and years and years. What happened? Can well, we just can we diagnose that, please? Yeah, that, Shouldn't we have in place at all times a mechanism for quickly developing that stuff? We got the best science on earth here. Well, the prime minister of Italy and the New York Times combined uh, in an article that's 
in the paper today for making the argument that, you see, if we had the kind of government-run health care they have, everything would run smoothly, and it's just our stupid private system that makes it difficult. Um, but Italy, I, where people are dying in droves? I like the idea of uh, drilling down on what's going on there or not. Trump is out today blaming the Obama administration with, with several examples of here's where they didn't do this, it was recommended they do this, and they didn't. I, I don't know anything about that either, but... I'm sure well, this that's will be almost hashed. certainly true. I'm sure this will be hashed out over time. Yeah, yeah, just as long as the CDC gets it right. Uh, you know, like I said, I don't need to score nor uh, political points nor have them scored on me. That's not the point. Let's figure this out and get better at it. Germany says it's prepared to make loans of any size, that's in quote, to help businesses affected by the commie flu stay afloat. Mm. Germany is prepared to make loans of any size, so no matter whatever your business, which brings me to... This House bill that's probably going to pass today. Ah, yes. And it's chock full of stuff, and it's being portrayed, of course, by the media as just the right, decent thing to do in a crisis. And Mitch McConnell is out within the last hour saying, uh, looks to me like it's uh, a Christmas list of progressive policies they've wanted for years. Of course. Um, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. If there's a bill that must be passed, you cram it full of all sorts of crap all the um paid health layoff and uh, never-ending unemployment and just all these things that have been priorities for the left forever are mm-hmm. getting jammed into this bill and hoping that they can make them permanent right. or make people more comfortable with them anyway yeah so we'll see what happens yeah aoc was on brett bear on a special report yesterday oh we need to grab a break with her she was on there with her realtor eyes she has <laughs> the run them with them. largest, Her. whitest eyes of anybody I've ever seen outside of a Disney character. Yes, yeah, well, yeah, that's part of her appeal. Yeah, um, uh, but she was saying, yeah, the Republican, the Republicans are trying to cram their in. And Brett said, well, the Democrats are doing the same thing. Come on now, let's be fair. Well, <laughs> and then she sold him a vacant lot with her realtor eyes. Yeah, she got him. We've got everything from more of the things that are canceled to why stop signs have eight sides. I mean, we're covering it all today. Oh, yeah. Every single angle of everything. And there are a couple of big stories here that have nothing to do with the coronavirus, too, and we'll we'll hit some of those in the next few moments of the Armstrong and Getty Show. She got them realtor eyes. Oh, she She got them. them. No doubt. I stopped at the grocery store this afternoon, and they're out of, um, like, water and toilet paper, and, and they've got quotas on it. Um, the truth is, you know, when you think about some of those things, that's really a very temporary problem. People are panic buying, right. like, and, and the, the toilet paper. I've asked several people, like, why on earth are you buying toilet paper? Well, because everybody else was. <laughs> and so I was afraid if I didn't buy some, I wouldn't be able to get any. We're not using any more toilet paper than we normally would. Mm. So that's going to be a short-term um, surge. They're going to be out of stock. Pretty soon the stores are going to be replenished. And then you're going to have a bunch of toilet paper gathering dust on the shelves because people have a, a month's worth of supply at home. Well, he can, he can <laughs> you know, he's a little cavalier there. I myself, I've instituted emergency measures, including I've limited, limited myself to one movement per week. 
<laughs> as a precaution with this uh, this terrible shortage. This is the most interesting psychological part of the whole thing because there's no need for any more toilet paper than you're ever used in the past. Again, you don't know my preventative measures. <laughs> well, with all due respect. That's right. He he soaks it uh, the entire roll in Lysol and wraps oh, it around oh, his and wraps it around his head. Like a mummy. Uh, uh, it's messed up. I was reading about the psychological <laughs> aspect of it. it. It empowers us when we do stuff like that. Yeah. We're built to, because that's, that's part of my, we're talking about the survey, are you somewhat or very concerned? And I don't think I'm somewhat concerned, but part of it is the, I try not to worry about things I can't do anything about, so the the uh, things I can do, but or things I can't do, the empowering aspect of buying toilet paper makes you feel like you're doing something yeah i try I not to that. do things that are just feeling like i'm doing something but yeah, oh, that's, yeah but that's the only thing i do but that, <laughs> but that is interesting so you feel empowered and like okay i'm on top of this crisis i'm reacting to a crisis i've got a, po- a proactive motion here right look at all the toilet paper i've got we would have to go into full zombie apocalypse you can't go to the store anymore mode to have to stockpile toilet paper. And at that point, I'm just climbing up on the sink, probably. Because, I mean, things have gotten... <laughs> there's a shower hand. in the same room where there's a toilet. <laughs> You're not nearly flexible enough to do that. Don't lie. <laughs> um, I thought saw this tweet from the Wienermobile. We, have we driven or ridden in the Wienermobile? Did yeah, we get or drive it? toured it. I don't think I drove it. I might have I driven the Wienermobile at some ago. point in my life. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Uh, they not, tweet- not like Anthony, Anthony Wiener's car. <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't Different. get into his car. No, no. And trust me, he's trying to get oh, somebody to get in there. He's driving by right high schools. Now. Oh, yeah. A yeah Wiener- he's got a puppy. The, oh, jeez. You took it further than me. Never forget. Um, it's messed up. The Wienermobile <laughs> tweeted out, we've made the difficult decision to cancel currently scheduled Wienermobile events for the near future. Oh, no. The health and safety of our fans, the hot doggers, and the public is our top priority. We look forward okay. to getting back on the hot dog highway as soon as we can. Okay. Stay safe, everyone. Nah, right. But it's uh, it's another <laughs> gathering public whatever that uh, is getting canceled. Right. Things could get pretty weird here in about a week. If schools, if most schools are canceled, <laughs> you, you there, there's not the, well, let's go to the park or the zoo or the mall. Or to Disneyland on vacation, or whatever. And if none of that stuff is an option, life is going to start to feel really different. It's going to be an interesting experiment. It, it will be indeed. It's going to be really rough on the economy for a while. Oh, heck yeah. For a little while. Oh, just yeah. Consumer spending is going to plunge for a, a number of different reasons. I mean, the obvious sectors, travel, um, are, are getting hammered. But it will extend to all sorts of things. Um, every form of entertainment and eating out and just... And you just the things that you wear out will not be worn out. Well, I, I suppose some things will be because you'll be home more. But anyway, um, but it'll be fine. We'll like get my it. sink has come loose from the wall for me climbing up on it. <laughs> I grabbed a uh, bite home to eat. Home depots out. are open for now. Yes, <laughs> I grabbed a bite to eat out the other day, and I uh, I felt compelled to. I'm I'm already a very generous tipper. You guys know that. But uh, I, I felt compelled to do even a little bit more just because I I thought that. There's going to be some percentage of people that just aren't going out, and I've yeah. I've waited tables, I've bartend, I've bartended. I know how much tips are a. That's essentially what you make as a restaurant worker. Your hourly yeah. hourly wages don't do anything. I like that idea. A little extra love yeah, during like these if, trouble times. If you can afford it, yeah, if you I can like do that. it, just you know, help out the people that you're that you're still engaging with. 
or have a government so big and powerful it can mandate you to do that by forcing places to raise their prices. You went to a restaurant last night, Michael, and you said it was pretty empty? Yeah, it was empty. Maybe I'll take the kids out to eat this weekend. That'd be awesome. Some place that's popular. Just walk in, eat, walk out. Be fantastic. Walk into the fanciest place in town, a table immediately. Snap my fingers. Dad, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, yeah, they know. <laughs> they know. Do you know who I am, son? Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> the guy who climbed up on the sink last night. <laughs> that was embarrassing. You know, every time that visual goes away, thankfully, <laughs> you bring it back again. Hey, Ian, Bre- you to stop. Ian Bremmer's on our side on this. Stay tuned for that. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.